Hey, I'm Ryan Holmes, and this is Untold Santa Cruz, Shelter in Peace. There seems to be a lot in life that is beyond our control. And when we focus on that, it even seems to expand. It's through stories of perseverance, great spirit, and contribution that we learn how to be and who we can be in trying times and everyday moments. Untold Santa Cruz is a podcast about good people doing good work in a good place. It could be anywhere. It just happens to be here. My next guest owns a local business with a simple mission, to make you the hero. He studied philosophy and religion at Stanford University and has run Soul Space for 20 years. It's an award-winning web development company. I always learn from my conversations with him. I consider him a world-class listener and a great friend. Please welcome Mitchell Kimbrough. Hey, Mitchell. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for uh, sitting down with Untold Santa Cruz Shelter in Peace today. Thanks for setting up a podcast. It's such a great idea, such a great concept for our town. Well, thanks, man. Um, you know, you and I know each other uh, from our parking lot chats after dropping kiddos off, which is uh, which has always been really fun. And I've, I've been... I'll say philosophically fascinated with what you do uh, in terms of your business, you know, hearing you, um, you know, talk about the concepts and it just hit me how dang important web reliability is. It sounds a little <laughs> bit, sounds a little bit boring on the outside, but there's nothing like a global pandemic to make everyone realize how key it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when the pandemic first got started up and started to hit the U.S., um, it, it feels like it hit California before it hit some other parts of the country. Certainly it landed in Seattle um, yeah. before anywhere else in, in that nursing home. Yeah. And then I think our governor took it seriously really early on yeah. and started sounding the alarms and, and actually started laying down some, some guidelines and some basically laying down the law. Yeah. All right. I want you all to shelter in place. I want social distancing. We need to flatten the curve. So we started to hear that really early on. Right. And when that kicked in, um, that made it real for for me. Um, I run a company that has about fifteen people on the team. We're all virtual. We're all distributed. We all, right. we always have been for twenty years. It's been that way. And we were looking around at each other, asking, "Okay, well, this is going to demolish the economy." Right. If people can't go to restaurants and can't go to events, okay, that's that's going to be super terrible. It's going to be worse than pretty much any economic impact we've lived through and possibly mm. even had in our history as a country. Right. What's going to happen? Specifically, what's going to happen to our business, which means what's going to happen to our clients, our existing clients and people who use right. us. And we were having conversations about, um, okay, well, it can go one of two ways. Business can totally die or we can be slammed. And it's a little unclear which one it's going to be at the time. And it's it's starting to look um, like one as opposed to the other. There's a few clients of ours who have to really pull the plug. Yeah. Uh, they don't have revenue coming in and they got to pull the plug. They even right. have to pull the plug on, on web development. Mm. Those are clients who have really extensive web properties that we've helped them build up over a number of years. They're already up and running and they're already okay. pretty solid and pretty reliable they just need to dial back the spend on that. Other clients who have always leaned heavily on their digital properties to generate incoming leads 
mm-hmm. or to generate e-commerce sales, uh, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a consulting firm or some sort of B2B firm or whatever the case may be. Um, they already relied on those properties, and they have a team in their back pocket, mine, who can help. Mm-hmm. And they are either not changing any of their business activity or they're dialing things up. Okay. And there's, and there's a third sort of a client profile, which uh, are like me, the procrastinators. You know, I really, I really should get that. I really should get the oil changed in my car. I mean, it's going to be bad one of these days if I don't change the oil. Those road tires ought to be rotated. Uh, you know, I got a really urgent problem I got to deal with today. Right. Maybe I'll get, I'll get to the tires tomorrow. Well, now the urgency of you having your e-commerce store up and running, it's, right. it's on now. Um, so, so we're my team is reaching out to local businesses in their respective areas saying, look, I don't know how you're going to pay for it. I don't even care. What's important right now mm-hmm. is that we, we want to reach out and help our local communities and get you up and running. Right. Um, so you know, we're, we're basically saying, well, what's going to happen? Well, the thing that's going to happen is we're going to actually take action and create what's going to happen. And what's going to happen is we're going to help these businesses get online in whatever way that makes sense to them. Mm-hmm. Um, like take Petroglyph, downtown Santa Cruz. Right. They have a number of locations around California, and they, uh, they can uh, accept online gift cards, like you can buy a gift card. But they're going to try to set up kits that you can order online. Go pick them up at the curb at a table, maintain social distancing, take them home yeah. to your kids, do the petroglyph thing at home, yeah. uh, bring them back, have them fire them, come pick them up again. Why not? Why yeah. can't we do that? You well, need a conduit, an online presence to make that happen. So there's a lot of need for that. That that's such a that one particularly hit home when you said that. I you know I thought oh gosh how are the small you know relatively small businesses like Petroglyph going to survive? You can't go in and do what you've always done. And then it it doubly hit me how important that kind of activity is. You know the Petroglyph activity just getting lost in a project for a while and having you know the worry and the concerns go away. So the idea of you helping you know your company helping these local institutions continue doing the good work they've always done is 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 just so uplifting right now um i guess that's what you meant you know i read your recent blog post this is this is our dunkirk moment for uh, web developers and that it just lifts my heart to see the traction that article is getting with people coming to help yeah this is um i was telling a client that we were on a consulting call with uh, right before this that um one of the one of the terrible things about this pandemic is that it's global and it was instantaneously global. Yeah, I mean we're separated by a few weeks from China's uh, right. pathway and from South Korea and and and, and so forth. Um, but we're all basically it's hitting us all at the very same time. Yeah, and that's actually a gift because no one has to feel alone in this. Uh, no business owner can sit there and say, "Oh man, my my business is going to tank." And I'm the only one who's suffering, and I'm the only one getting hit with a hammer. Nope. Everybody is getting demolished so right true. now. So what happens when everyone is hit by the same mallet? It's like, um, it's it's liberating. It's so, it's so radical and so absurd. You just have to start laughing. And then once yeah. you're laughing, you're like, okay, this is, this is ridiculous. And by the way, I have some ideas for how to move forward. I, I think sitting around and wallowing and how I'm all alone in this is actually not the answer. Let's reach yeah. out and help others, and let's reach out and try to find a need that we can help to serve. Absolutely. So I'm seeing so many business owners feeling that way and saying, 
and I'm repeating this to all my clients, and this is a phrase that I think is really, really valuable right now. Never squander a crisis. Yeah, in in the good way. They're not the political in the way, good way we've been hearing. Right? Yeah. Isn't it like so? There's a political. There's like a greedy, uh, you know, yeah. money grubbing dude version of yeah. oh, all these people are suffering. I'm going to gouge for toilet paper. No, that's right. not what I'm talking about. Like the good people out there have a good version of never squander a crisis. Yeah, it means take this opportunity to hug your family. Yeah, to um, go out in the backyard, clean up the garden, clean up your business garden. Get those things done that you intended to do all this time. Sort yeah. out your digital marketing plan. Pay attention to that. You have to now. You only exist virtually online yeah. now. So now get get real about that. And take advantage of all the goodwill out there of people in my profession who are like, um, I don't know how we're going to get paid. I kind of don't care right now. I just want right. to make sure these businesses that I love in my own town survive and that my clients who have been clients for years survive. So what can we do to help? That's what we're looking for. So the Dunkirk article is me saying, isn't this a lot like that time in World War II when almost the entire uh, British army was going to be demolished and surrendered to the Germans? And these fishermen and yachtsmen and, um, you know, uh, uh, merchant mariners get their little dinghies and their boats and they go across the channel and they pick up some soldiers and they come back and they they basically all... um, showed up together to help uh, to yeah. help to help a cause but bringing their expertise and their abilities into the equation to say we're going to get through this together and by the way I'm a really good boatsman I'm going to get you across the channel mm. come on in right that's the idea with web developers these days web mm. marketers are like hey by the way we've always been here ready to help you and we we have this um, we feel impelled compelled to to help and here we are yeah. just just give us the opportunity to help you yeah, it that's that's beautiful. It's interesting how it took a radical shift from normal for us to kind of realize um, new opportunity and new possibility. It's like, well, we can't do what we've always done, and somehow that's a gift. I mean, if you choose to look at it that way, it's kind of futile to look at it any other way. But it's, I mean, it's it's also difficult, right? Because there's fear and and worry. Uh, how, how are you staying so focused on the positive side of this? Um, I know you're a dad and a, and a husband and, uh, you know, you've got a family to think about. But it, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the work you're doing right now and it's perfect for this moment. Um, I've, I've been preparing for this moment for, for my whole life. And what I mean is, um, you know, take the, take the mortgage meltdown crisis that we had in 2008, 2009. Yeah. 10 time frame. You remember that one? Yeah. Um, as oh, a matter yeah. of fact, uh, you have a podcast. I have a podcast as well. I'm not trying to plug it. All I'm trying to say is as soon as this uh, pandemic hit and it looked like it was going to eat up the economy, I, I tried to set up a, a quick like snap podcast yeah. with some of my business colleagues, people yeah. in my industry, where we could get on people who I know had been doing this for 20 years, just like me. And I wanted to say, um, you guys remember the dot-com bubble? You guys remember the mortgage meltdown? You guys remember 9-11? You guys remember Hurricane Katrina? All these you know, huge disasters that hit our economy and our people, we've been through this before. Right. And everybody on that podcast was like, yep, been through this before, seen this before. I know what not to do this time. And Great. so when I say I've been preparing for this my whole life, I know not what I know what not to do this time. Mm-hmm. What the thing not to do is to indulge my predilection for obsessive worry 
for um, spinning uh, my wheels, for repeating a tape in my head over and over again of this is disaster. I'm going to yeah. be homeless. My family's not going to have a place to live. Imagining right. the worst case scenario, obsessing about myself. That was that was not the way to do it back in mm. 2008. That was not the solution. It didn't get me anywhere. The thing to do is to think about others. Focus on others. What can I do to take action to help others? What kind of forward steps, steady progress can I make to help other people? Um, what things can I do specifically that I know how to do to help others? Um, Think about, um, you, you know, the Olsons who um, are, they provide uh, school lunches to different private schools in the area. Um, and of course, their business is going to dry up because there's no school, there's no lunches. Not in school, yeah. They're delivering dinners now, right? That's great. So they're, us- they're using their capabilities, their infrastructure, their expertise, their ability to make um, food uh, at, at the industrial kitchen level. Yeah. And instead, they're making it possible for families to come once or twice a week and pick up dinner. Yeah. And social distancing is observed. All the um, sanitiz- sanitization requirements are being met. You come and you... Get- so they needed to look at how they could help others in their need in order to help themselves. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Don't focus on you. Focus on the customer. You should always think that thought as a right. sales and marketing right. principle. Always worry about your customer the money will come later in a later stage. Don't worry about you and your bank account. Worry about your customer's pain, and then you can help. Yeah, there's a, I, I'm paraphrasing, there's a, oh, it's a, oh, you'll, you'll know who it is, because <laughs> we always talk about this kind of thing. Uh, you know, you succeed in, in proportion to the number of people you're willing to help. Something, yeah. something to that yeah. effect. I'm I don't know who's the, I can't who remember that who quote is attributed to, but yeah. I, I, I've heard that before. That's right. Yeah, you also. So you said something that struck me as as perfect for this moment. You, you said it takes forever to be quick, and it strikes me that we can leverage this preparation that you and your, and your colleagues all around the world actually with web development. I mean, it's a common language that we all need right now. We can leverage your uh, the language you speak and the things you build to help our businesses be quick. Um, how what and what's funny is you also said uh, in an article that you haven't put a lot of uh, energy into marketing and positioning uh, with your business, and it strikes me as well. A lot of people need to know about this right now because they may not even know enough to know that they can pivot quickly in this moment. How are you getting the word out, uh, and and is this forcing you to market a little bit for the sake of helping others? Yeah, I still don't have a good answer to this marketing question. Really, one of the best channels right now would be social media channels. And okay. this is one of those, I, I joked about me being among the procrastinators. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I have not invested in developing an audience on Facebook mm-hmm. or on Twitter or Instagram uh, or you know any of those other social channels. That's the place to be right now for someone yeah. like me trying to get the word out that I have a way to help. Uh, and a willingness to help. So that would be one of the things to do. I, it's, I'm probably still not going to indulge in that because mm-hmm. um, I, I find it's more, uh, the, at the marketing and sales level, it's more authentic to uh, put time into my writing and put yeah. time into the podcast work and put time into the um, creation of valuable content that's useful, whether someone hires my firm or not. So getting the word out about what 
people, what website owners should be thinking about and should be uh, focused on um, at all times, not just right now, but at all times. I think that's the thing I can do. I trust Google to surface me to someone who, for whom it's appropriate, right? Yeah. Um, So, so, you know, with respect to that, yeah, maybe getting onto some social channels would make sense and get the word out. Um, um, I don't have a good answer and I still am working on that question, but um, but I can tell you that one of the things to be looking for any of these businesses who do not have an online presence and are thinking they need to get that done now, what yeah. they're experiencing right now is a problem in, in uh, web development that I, I talk about as friction or resistance. So the objective of a website is to be a revenue-generating property. Its its job is to be a pipeline through which um, money flows. And uh, it's it's not so much money that you want to flow. It's actually customer desire. It's right. it's the need of the customer that you want to flow with the minimum amount of resistance. Um, my kids desire to have some quiet painting time. They want to paint one of those petroglyph, yeah. um, you know, elephants or teacups or whatever. They, they need that. They want that. That's the customer desire. They cannot fulfill that desire right now because there's not um, the, the kits aren't yet online. Mm-hmm. So that's. That's what I call a web reliability problem, and it's a problem of friction resistance. Um, you, as a business, you need to clear the way at the digital property level. You need to clear the way so that your customer's desire can be fulfilled through that web property. Mm-hmm. You need to get everything out of their way so that they can have that desire fulfilled. The, the side effect of that is that the money flows. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I think about the web properties that we manage for our clients. It's not just e-commerce. It's also consulting firms who are generating leads through their websites, through the contact forms and the lead gen forms and so forth. It's all about the flow of the customer desire through that system. So when you mentioned web reliability a minute ago, that's how we think about our our job at SoulSpace is to make a Mm. website reliable. It's a reliable source of the flow of revenue and desire of customers. Right. Yeah, the money is is a a lag measure, right, for... Absolutely. The lead measure, which is having conversations with people about how to help and and helping, as we're seeing right now, uh, is looking to the future and saying, well, what could happen? How could we be ready? The, you know, what feels like a plan B for these kits to a, a petroglyph, um, we'll, we'll want it to be a plan A or or a plan A and a half soon, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but boy, there's people all over the world that would probably love to have a little kit like that, even not in a global pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing is these businesses are, you know, never squander a crisis. But the the corollary of that that phrase, that thought is, um, as a business person, you and I both know from years of experience that the, every time you're sitting and looking at a problem, it's it's a it's an opportunity that's just wrapped up. Yeah, it, it it's just got a covering over it. You know, it's it's like a a delicious orange. You got to peel the skin off, and then you get the fruit inside. Right. The, the peel is the problem, but the opportunity is that delicious fruit in, on the inside. So when we when we get our mindset correct right now in this moment of crisis, and we mm-hmm. think about okay, I'm sitting right in the middle of a terrible problem. Always realize that there's an opportunity wrapped inside that problem. Keep your mindset positive, and you'll start seeing those opportunities, and you'll see ways to reshape your business or add things on to your business 
that will be permanent additions. Mm-hmm. So you you have uh, there's a fire lit under you, and now you really have to figure out how to generate some revenue online. Right. That's not just going to go away because the pandemic went away. You're going to keep those revenue streams, and they might yeah. become your business. Like that right. might be it. Yeah. And that might, I mean, it's a, it's a a possibility thinking, right? That, that extra income or that main source of income can then create a a new freedom for something else to happen. If you keep looking for the next possibility. That's right. I, you know, I was thinking about this in terms of uh, nature, you know, when there's a fire or a landslide, that's a new possibility. The normal is gone and, and fresh things spring up if we're willing to look for them. That's right. Absolutely. Seems like, that's another yeah. good way to think about it. There's so many good metaphors out there for how to, yeah. how to frame this moment that we're in. And, you know, you are your choices. And some of the choices are the choices of what you think about. Right. And this is a lesson that the 2008 crisis taught me. I chose to think obsessive worry thoughts. I, I chose mm-hmm. to think disaster thoughts. I didn't, I didn't choose to think, oh, Man, I mean, we're in a lot of trouble. I'm not sure how this company's going to survive. I didn't choose to think about how how can I help people who are feeling just as terrified as I am? What can mm-hmm. I do to go out and help? I, I, I chose the wrong thoughts. Right. right now is a moment when you need to choose the right thoughts. All, the last three podcast episodes I've released have all been in the spirit of let's get positive vibes out there. Mm-hmm. Let me teach people who have not necessarily experienced a crisis like this before how to get through it. Let me remind people of the history of the human of the human race and how we, on on balance, if you graft it, we adapt and overcome to situations like this. Absolutely, and we even thrive in it. Um, I know a lot of people remember going through nine eleven, and especially New Yorkers remember an overwhelming sense of goodwill. And I've seen that. Uh, out on the streets when we're walking, you know, walking the dogs or getting some exercise with the kids, everybody's waving, you know, we're staying our distance and we're waving and smiling almost as like a duty to share this message that, you know, we're, we're neighbors now more than ever. Um, Are you seeing that as well? Yeah. So uh, someone on my team, we were on this call that we were were on before this, um, Eva was saying, uh, she lives in an intentional community in, in Massachusetts, and that's, okay. um, you know, it's it's houses grouped together, sharing common space, yeah. and just basically agreeing to be uh, neighbors and to be a community and to kind of be an extended family with one another and help one mm-hmm. another raise their kids and make food and stuff. Yeah. And she said, um, you know, twice a day, everybody goes out in their front yard and they, um, they chat it up. Mm. Um, every afternoon, we do a yoga session together online oh, as cool. a community. And she was making the point, um, we're going to miss this. We're going to yeah. miss this moment. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to be sorry. We're going to be sad when this passes. Because right now we're so united and so together. Um, right. And, and propping each other up and helping each other. And our lives are a little bit slower and a little bit more quiet in some ways. And we're going to miss this moment. Going back yeah. to normal is going to be, you know, I'm, I'm going to love being able to grab you and hug you in the morning. Yeah, um, but I am going to miss this time when we were all um, we we all shared a common enemy, and that brought us together as a community. Absolutely, um, it reminds me of uh, you know Mister Rogers and his mom. You know that you have a choice in the in the in the tough moments in these difficult moments. You can focus on the scary, right? The the fearful. Uh, images and thoughts, or you can just look for all the helpers. And right now I feel like we're all helpers, you know, we're all 
pulling together and that is uh, it's so rewarding yeah and yeah yeah there there are some people who are huddling though yeah um, absolutely I've, we've made an effort in my household to reach out to set, like think about our a given month like what's an average month which restaurants do we go to in that month yeah um which stores do we go to which what things do we do it with some frequency, with some regularity. How can we engage those same businesses yeah. in some way? How can we keep the money flowing to those same businesses? Reached out to a couple of restaurants that we that we go to on a regular basis, and in some cases, we're just hearing voicemails. Uh, yeah, we're mm. going to just be shut down. We're mm-hmm. done. We're just going to close it down. We're, yeah. We've decided to go out of business. Or another version is, yeah, yeah. When everything's safe to come back out again, you know, we'll reopen the doors. Right. And when I hear that, I'm like, um, okay, well, maybe you have the money sur- to survive this, and you're just going to Netflix and chill. That's sure. That's cool. But I have a feeling a lot of those people are not engaging in the right mindset. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling a lot of those people are thinking, well, there's nothing I can do. I can't mm-hmm. open my doors and get customers into my restaurant. It's over. Nope. Mm-hmm. Not true. Go back in there, start taking some orders, allow me to pick it up on the curbside. You'll make a fraction of your usual money, yeah. but you will be making money and you'll keep um, developing goodwill with your existing customer base, right? Yeah. So I want to f- find some way to reach out to those people who are choosing the wrong thoughts right now, choosing yeah. the wrong mindset, and try to tell them, look, I've been through this a bunch of times, and I can tell you standing still or sitting on the couch is not the answer. Right. Um, getting up and helping others and taking forward steps. That's the way to survive this right now. Yeah. I know I'm really appreciative because I'm the kind of person that's always scanning for the danger, you know, and it's, it's something I've uh, become aware of uh, largely through my conversations with you. And you're always kind of helping me see like, look, you can focus on that, but you can't control it. But what you can control are your thoughts and your responses to these events. And kind of that's what I hear you saying right now is what can I do? And, um, you know, not just as the business owner, what can I do to stay uh, engaged and, and, you know, having some income, but also just as citizens, who can I support? Who can I help? Um, as you know, a gift to that business, but also to ourselves, it feels good, right? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a way. I've, I've been trying to remind the girls to do this. I've been trying to remind them um, doing something good for someone else right now. Doing taking action, whether it's getting on a Zoom call with them or FaceTime or or sending them a letter or sending them an email. Doing an actionable thing for someone else is a way right. to make yourself feel really good and keep your spirits up. I'm yeah. trying to teach them that. And that's that's one of the things we need to be thinking about right now. And a lot of what you're describing is derived directly from Stoic philosophy. Um, and this is this is a time where my background as a philosopher by training uh, mm. is is useful. It's not just, uh, I wonder what that old guy talked about and what about this other guy? Did they argue? No. This is some of these philosophies, um, some of these old ways of thinking that are thousands of years old, they matter. And they're useful, and they they're efficacious right now. Yeah. Um, in in Stoic thought, they think what you just said. They basically say, um, "How much of this can you control?" Well, okay. Well, that portion that you can control, do something about it. Don't sit and worry about right. it. Do something. Those things that you cannot control, let go. Now, this is also aligned with Buddhist thought. That the, the Dalai mm. Lama says almost exactly what I just said. Those mm. those those two have a kinship, and the idea is well can't make the virus go away any faster other than what I'm doing. What can I do? What can I think about? 
Those right. dark thoughts aren't going to serve me and they're not going to make anything change. What thoughts can I be thinking? Does that mean you're in denial and you're pushing away the feelings and the thoughts that you really should be having? Probably not. I mean, no, most people yeah. are normal at an emotional level. And if they need to have a bad day and they need to curl up in a ball, okay, you can yeah. indulge in one of those. Tomorrow, show up, reach out and help somebody else. Yeah. It seems like we've, we're developing a lot of patience for people's emotions right now because we're all going through so much, too. Uh, I wonder yeah. if empathy is one of the gifts that we'll get out of this because, you know, prior to this, we all had a side, we were divided, we we're all, con you know, pretty convinced that we were right and the other was wrong. And that mm -hmm. just, that wasn't very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's the power of having a common enemy. I mean, yeah. imagine if instead of a virus... The global threat was um, space aliens who were malicious, yeah. you know. Well, yeah. that would be a common enemy, and we would all rally. We would. <laughs> you know, we would even make friends with the, the other side politically yeah. because we would have that common enemy and have a, a common project. We have that common project, and we yeah, have we that common enemy right now. Um, the extent to which we can still engage in political um, bickering in some ways is just a signal that this thing is not as bad as it could be. Right. Um, this could That's be a good much, point. much worse. You know, when this first hit, you and I were, and when we could still have our kids at school, we talked yeah. a couple times, and you said, oh, "So, what do you think about this COVID nineteen thing? What do you think's going to happen?" And I was, I was like, "I, I don't really know. It sounds doesn't sound like much to me. I, I was ignorant at the time." But one of the first things we talked about was, um, well, statistically, it's not looking like it's killing everybody. It's looking right. like it targets people with immune system issues yeah. and it targets the aged um, and maybe another couple of subsets the time that this is really going to be we're, we're basically practicing this is a rehearsal yeah. for the big one this is not the big earthquake this right. is a smaller earthquake getting us ready for the time when everybody when the death rate is much higher and the contagion rate is much faster yeah. and much more prominent and we're even less prepared because we're even more politically dysfunctional. There's going to be right. a bigger one of these. That's right. the first thing I told the girls. Girls, this, you know, this is bad and inconvenient, but um, there's going to be a bigger one in your lifetime of, of this, of this mm. problem. Boy, that's such a heavy conversation. But if you don't learn the lessons from the moment you're in, you know, my mom, my mom used to say this. She said, um, you know, sometimes the universe knocks on your door. And, you know, mm -hmm. the thing to do when the universe knocks on your door is to answer it and to answer <laughs> it eagerly and to, yeah. you know, be curious about what's there and to notice if you resist that knock, it starts banging harder, you know. Um, but it's a tough sell, right? Because similar to your web reliability, it's like selling life insurance. It's like selling a way of thinking or a way of, um, you know, conducting your, your web business that, that, uh, hopes for something not to happen, but is prepared for it. If it mm -hmm. does, how do you yeah. sell that? Um, you know, it's the, it's the important, but not urgent in, you know, Stephen Covey's time, or I guess that's actually the Ford matrix, but Stephen Covey uses it. How do you, um, stay with that line when there's so much distraction and so many shiny objects? I'm, that are coming yeah. Out yeah, there's only, I mean, back to some Stoic thoughts and some Buddhist thoughts, there's only so much I can do to um, uh, influence other people. Yeah. There's, you know, if I get a client reach out to me, a prospective client reach out and say, hey, man, 
You know, we've been procrastinating for years. I really should have gotten this online store up and running a long time ago. Um, how fast do you think we can do it? Hmm. And I, we walk them through what's involved and how quickly it can be done or how, you know, how you might want to integrate with some other systems, a payment gateway, inventory system, POS, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, explain how long it could take. They're ready then, but sometimes I don't hear from them the next day or right. the day after that. Um, I, there's only so much I can do to um, help guide someone in the right direction. There's only so much I can do to help someone combine attention to the urgent with attention to the important. Right. Um, that's a personal development skill that I cannot necessarily um, ingrain in someone who obviously needs it. Mm. Um, the, the best I can do is model it. So that's what yeah. I've been doing with my clients lately. I've been trying to model the right mindset and the right way to be right now based yeah. on what I've and I've earned it the hard way. You know, I, I didn't go to school for this. I've actually lived through a number of these crises and tried to guide a business through problems like this mm-hmm. before. And so the best I can do is what I do as a parent, just try to model the right way to mm-hmm. be as far as I know it to be um, and hope that some of those people come along and say, yeah, okay, you're right. It is time to focus on the important. I'll deal with mm-hmm. the urgent, but I need to make sure I take a little chip out of the important today. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, the, being a model is so interesting to me because I think that was my original um, and still is my vision for podcasts. Um, you know, telling isn't selling, right? If I, I, I never wanted to just tell people what I thought was right because, gosh, I'm always fearful that I'm wrong, first of all. Yeah. But, you know, we're so easy. It's so easy to have... Um, heroes in our in our minds you know and oftentimes they're movie stars or famous people but to me the heroes are these archetypes of people that i can imagine being or i can relate to doing things mm-hmm. with the proper mindset in a moment and and being brave and being um uh you know coming from contribution to others and it's it's just inspiring to hear you conducting your business that way and in this moment, having such a valuable service. So uh, thank you. <laughs> thanks for being a good friend and a, and a good, uh, and a good neighbor. Well, thanks for, thanks for getting this, this podcast going. This is something that the community really needs. I mean, you're, you're making an effort to, um, to tell some of the un- untold stories out there in our community, in our town and bring out some of the richness that, um, we don't all necessarily see. I mean, we kind of have the ruts that we occupy when yeah. we, you know, when we engage in our community, like, uh, well, I drive down this road every, you know, every afternoon at three to pick up the kids from school. And then I drive back on this road and we stop over here at this restaurant. And there's some other stuff going on in this town that's untold. It's a rich, deep place. And I think your podcast is making an effort to expose some of that and get us to appreciate. We already love where we live, but, but there's much, much more still going on here that you ought to know about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's so important to have role models that we can relate to, and uh, I think there are a lot of a lot of you out there. Um, so I just appreciate your friendship and and the work you're doing for the petroglyphs and and whatever other businesses out there that can pivot in this moment and see the possibility. Right on. Yeah. So you can't surf right now. No, can't surf right now. You know, Close it's funny. The beaches. Yeah, you know. It, it, it's interesting because 
you know, I have some friends that have been surfing and I've, I've looked at it a few times and I've seen how many people are out there. And I just think, gosh, it, this is a good time to model uh, doing the right thing, in my opinion. And, you know, people are having debates about how important social distancing is. I'm just not engaged in it. But there's a blessing. Um, I always think of this in terms of poetry. Like, if you asked me to write a poem, I could not do that. That's, that is frightening, right? Putting with all possibilities available putting a coherent thought down in a poem. But if you ask me to write a haiku and give me some real limited parameters, I can have a lot of fun with that. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what's happening in life right now is the parameters are vastly limited. Yeah. But boy, having a lot of fun with the family, um, seeing some places where I was stuck. Um, and I think a lot of us are doing that and it, it's actually got me feeling pretty hopeful. Yeah. These, these constraints ignite creativity. Yeah. Um, and that I'm I'm seeing a lot of that definitely, and and again that's all in the spirit of forward motion, yeah. Um, a, a positive thought instead of a negative thought, yeah. Taking these constraints and turning them into something, um, unwrapping the the opportunity inside that problem. So these constraints, yeah, you can't go surf. So now what? Um, yeah. You know, well, you you can finish shaping that board you'd intended to finish, or whatever yeah. the case may be. Like you can still engage with that part of your life but in a different way that you would have never been triggered to do had it not right. been for these set of constraints. Right. Yeah, it, it forces you to be present because all your normal routes and, and habits and uh, things you did, you know, are, are not really available. And it's, it's a gift, I guess, if you look right at on. it that way. Yeah. Hey, any, anything else, Mitchell, um, that you're working on or wanted to say, or any ways that uh, these small businesses that don't even know what they're going to do, can they contact you and consult or? Um, yeah, I'm always, I'm always happy to have a, have a conversation or several about the, the problem yeah. of, again, what I call web reliability. What I, yeah. what I describe as getting that website to be a reliable revenue generator. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll be happy to talk um, at Liberty with anybody who needs it. Um, my company specializes in a very specific uh, platform. It's called Craft CMS, mm -hmm. and that's uh, that's a platform that's a content management system, and you can include e-commerce in that as well. Cool. People use that to do pretty complicated websites, so they hire yeah. my firm to do pretty elaborate, um, intricate integrations with other systems and stuff. Sure. But that just means that um, we have that mastery of that deeper, more complicated level, which implies that we also understand the easier stuff like the Shopify's and the Squarespace's, right? So any local business, please reach out and get in touch, uh, and I'll be happy to help. You can find me on soulspace.com, S-O-L-S-P-A-C-E.com, and I'm Mitchell at soulspace.com, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. -L. Um, send me an email, we'll get on the phone, and I'll, we'll chat it up and help you um, try to get through the problem, whether it's my firm or somebody else that I know in the town who can help you get through this issue. That's great. Um, I always feel better after I talk to you, so thanks for sitting down. And Me too. Uh, I feel and, the same. Uh, yeah, and thanks for telling me you're wearing pants as well. <laughs> yeah, I can't prove it on a podcast, but hopefully you, yeah. you guys will just trust me on that. I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Great. Well, um, let's chat soon, okay? Right on. Thanks, Ryan. That's the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you know somebody that might enjoy it also, please consider sharing it. And if you know somebody with a story that simply must be told, I'd love to meet them. You can email me at untoldsantacruz at gmail.com. It's day 25 of the shelter in place, and I hope you are finding some peace.